0: The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today we'll be discussing 5 of the darkest Harry Potter theories out there. Let's get started. Voldemort wanted to completely destroy Harry. It's a well known fact for those of you who have read or seen The Goblet of Fire, that Voldemort's intentions throughout the entire plotline of this installment is to capture Harry at the end of the third task of the Triwizard Tournament- use his blood to reincarnate his own form, and then kill him. But what if his plan was even darker and more sinister than all that? Is it not possible that the Dark Lord wanted to completely destroy Harry in every aspect possible? This theory suggests that Voldemort's plan went beyond killing Harry and leaving him for dead- for, after his resurrection, the Dark Lord very easily could have dismembered Harry and taken a part of his body to create a polyjuice potion. Upon using the potion to take on Harry's appearance, imagine that he returned to Hogwarts and went on to wreak havoc within the castle and destroy the reputation of the boy who lived. Disguised as Harry, Voldemort could have murdered other students and teachers, stolen priceless and powerful magical artifacts, retrieved his Horcrux that resided there, and then fled, leaving death and destruction in his wake the responsibility of which would have all fallen on Harry. Death Eaters are actually cannibals. As the followers of the Dark Lord, Death Eaters were an organization of pure-blood supremacists who believed in their right to rule over muggles and eradicate half-blood and muggle-born witches and wizards. By the end of the Harry Potter series, it's no secret that, in addition to his supremacist and dictatorship views, Voldemort's primary goal in life was to become immortal. And so, the belief of many in the wizarding world is that his followers got their name due to the idea that the Dark Lord wished to vanquish death- or to put more plainly, to eat death. But I'm not entirely sold on that being the full story. I think that the following theory does much to explain the name of Voldemort's followers in a way that completely matches up with what we know about the Dark Lord and his army of evil witches and wizards. They were cannibals. Simply put, imagine that in order to become a Death Eater, a witch or wizard would need to eat another human to officially pledge themselves to Voldemort. The kiss can turn people into Dementors The ghoul-like magical beings known wizarding worldwide as the Dementors are some of the darkest creatures introduced throughout the Harry Potter series. From what we know about them, they feed themselves on the souls of humans and wizards alike and become energized by taking any and all feelings of happiness from those around them. Dementors are also the guards of the wizarding prison Azkaban and- in extreme circumstances, will perform an irreversible act on witches and wizards who have been condemned for their unspeakable crimes- an act known as the Dementor's Kiss, or simply the kiss. The effects of the kiss result in the person or victim becoming somewhat of a shell of their former self- a husk of a human, with the Dementor who performed the kiss having sucked out their soul, leaving their body to function without any real sentience. However, imagine if the kiss did more than remove one soul what if the Dementor's kiss was just the initial phase of turning a human into a Dementor themselves? This theory is based on the idea that the Dementor's dark magic extends past the point of simply chilling the air and sucking all the warmth and happiness from their environment, to the point that it could also breed its dark magic within a soulless human vessel, filling it with their mists of despair. There's also the fact that Dementors do not breed, at least not like humans, which begs the question- How do more Dementors come into being? The only explanation we have currently is the rather vague- they grow like fungi where there is decay through mists of despair. But if the KISS could turn people into Dementors, that would provide a much more substantial answer to this question- a theory which seems to be alluded to in the Prisoner of Azkaban when Professor Lupin explains the following to Harry- Dementors are among the foulest creatures that walk this earth. They infest the darkest, filthiest places. They glory in decay and despair. They drain peace, hope, and happiness out of the air around them. Even muggles feel their presence, though they can't see them. Get too near a Dementor and every good feeling, every happy memory, will be sucked out of you. If it can, the Dementor will feed on you long enough to reduce you to something like itself, soulless and evil. You'll be left with nothing but the worst experiences of your life." Not to mention that this theory would explain how Dementors were originally born since all that is known is that they come from the darkness of the mansion believed to have been the home of an incredibly evil wizard, Echrysdis, in the 1400s- a home which eventually became the prison of Azkaban. Many speculate that it was Acrysdis' dark magical experiments and acts of torture that contributed to the Dementors' creation. So it's rather plausible to think that it was through Echrysdis dark magic that Dementors first manifested in witches and wizards that he was torturing and experimenting on resulting in the victims becoming devoid of a soul and transformed beyond recognition. Continuing to create more dementors within Azkaban, undetected by the wizarding world, would then be relatively easy for the dementors to do, since they are the ones responsible for burying the dead at the prison. Just imagine if they never actually buried anyone. The Etymology of Avada Kedavra Of the three unforgivable curses, the killing curse is by far the darkest, with the effects of this spell snuffing out the life of any living thing it comes into contact with. Producing a stream of green light, the incantation for this curse is Avada Kedavra, which is rooted in Aramaic- a language most closely related to Hebrew, Syriac, and Phoenician, and translates in English to, let the thing be destroyed. Of course you've likely noticed just how similar the incantation of the killing curse is to the common magician's saying of abracadabra, which brings us to the theory at hand that the similarities between Avada Kedavra and Abracadabra are no accident, and instead signify long-standing violence between the wizarding world and muggles. We know for certain that the killing curse has been around since at least 1717, when Avada Kedavra was classified as an unforgivable curse and made illegal. So, imagine that prior to this law being instated, that many witches and wizards, in protecting themselves, their families, and their communities, or in believing themselves to be superior beings, used this curse on muggles throughout the middle ages, in the areas in which Aramaic was spoken. During this time, it's possible that some muggles may have witnessed the usage of this curse, and come away with tales of people with magical abilities saying, Avada Kedavra, which may have eventually evolved into Abracadabra. What's more, as this is the one well-known incantation that survived muggle culture throughout the centuries, it's fairly clear that the predominant interaction between the wizarding world and the human one was quite violent indeed. Harry actually dies from the killing curse. Near the end of the Deathly Hallows, Harry bravely chooses to meet his death at the hands of Voldemort in order to allow his allies, friends, and loved ones a fighting chance at defeating the Dark Lord. And after a brief stint in what appears to be limbo parading around King's Cross, Harry decides to go back to the world of the living, with the killing curse only having destroyed the bit of Voldemort's soul that resided inside of him. But, what if everything that happens after Harry meets a dead Dumbledore in King's Cross is a continuation of his version of the afterlife? Imagine that he never actually came back to life and in reality he did in fact die. What happens after his brief chat in Limbo is just what he hopes would have happened back in the real world- his final defeat of Voldemort, fulfilling his destiny as the hero he was always said to be, creating peace, and eventually marrying Ginny and having children that he named after loved ones. But what about the rest of the battle of Hogwarts you may be asking? I believe that very well could have been the test he was given to get into the afterlife to show that he was worthy of peace. And with that we've come to the end of another video. What did you think? What are your darkest Harry Potter theories? Please share your thoughts in the comments below and as always, if you enjoyed this video don't forget to like it and subscribe to the channel. Also, be sure to check out the content on Spotify, as well as extra content on my second channel, Harry Potter Theory Extra. Until next time, remember- it does not do to dwell on dreams, and forget to live.